Hello and welcome to SMPD, the show where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. I'm Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my cartoon companion, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And it's that time of year again, listeners. October is here, which means two things. One, it's spooky season. Two, I have a stinking cold, so I apologize for all of the sniffing (laughs) and coughing that you're going to be exposed to tonight. Whilst we delve into spooky season on the program... And look at Scooby-Doo. Um, I, I don't know why we haven't done Scooby-Doo before now, but it seemed to fit this year. We've, we're doing a kind of Monster Hunter theme for Halloween this year, so Scooby-Doo is kind of perfect for it. But we should have looked at this ages ago, shouldn't we? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a bizarre one because I don't, I'm not even sure um, it's on the list. Um, and there, we, there, have been, there have been times where we've struggled to go through the list, and what, what are we doing next? Mm. I don't know why this one hasn't come out, but it does seem kind of... Um, kind of provident now that we've you know, as we've gone into into october we went ah yeah we haven't done monster hunters yet so it gives us a, a nice little in there because otherwise we've been shit out of luck for anything else yeah and i mean like you know i'll be transparent here like the reason this whole season is monster hunters and we're doing scooby-doo now is because i kind of want to watch scooby-doo 2 for better than mario brothers <laughs> next week so for, for those of you that listen to our other shows like look forward to that next week um yeah, if you are playing along, oh, please get in touch before uh, before next Tuesday. Yes, and, and let us know your thoughts there. But yeah, I, I think probably the reason it isn't on the list. We've talked about Scooby-Doo quite a lot um, during other shows. I know it's come up conversationally yeah. quite a bit, but maybe one of the reasons it's on the list is because, I mean, I've got to be honest, I, I just don't like it very much, or at least I didn't at a, as a kid. So I was interested to see as an adult if perhaps it landed with me a bit more. Um, spoiler warning, listeners, it didn't um so like like straight up front apologies if you're a scooby-doo fan and i know there are lots of you out there that are i'm just not um and i think it's because of this show now actually i i I need to clarify i'm sure we'll talk about scooby-doo in general over the course of this episode but we are very specifically very specifically looking back at scooby-doo where are you like the original that's what we've rewatched i'm sure we'll detour off into into the modern iterations as well of which i've very seen different none but It'd be very difficult not to, to veer off i mean there are so many versions of this and i hadn't realized quite how many there were oh it's um, fucking millions isn't there? there there are and like even to the point of the way <coughs> excuse me that when when i was a kid i used to watch this one quite a lot um this was on and then there was um scooby and scrappy mm-hmm. um which i also saw a lot of um now scrappy can just fuck off and die as far as i can say he should be put in a burlap sack with a rock and chucked in the river um, um, yeah, I, I, I don't support that statement, but, <laughs> but I'm not a fan. I, I'm of all it. for killing cartoon dogs. Uh, I'm not real dogs, not so much. But you know, I'm not. There's needless violence against dogs and minors in that sentence. There, that's a little bit harsh. I hate this fucking show, but I'm not going that far. <laughs> hate no. Yeah, hate's when a you get strong to hate a strong to him. When, when you get scrappy dude, I think all's all fair in uh, murder and um, yeah. I, I, I retract anyway. that statement. I don't hate this show. <laughs> I don't hate this show. I just don't like it very much. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I used to watch this, as I used to watch um, the other some of the other editions that were on as well. I mean, this Scooby Doo in some form or other was always on when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, there was always, I mean, this one seems to be the most um, the most prominent. But there were, I don't know, you did have um, Mystery Inc. You did have um, Scooby and Scrappy uh, Mystery. So there were lots of different versions of it on. Um, and like for me, this was kind of formative. I mean, I my first book aside, my the the, the series of books I'm writing, they're all mystery novels. Uh, and this is probably the one of the earliest exposures I had to that sort of short form um, mystery genre. Um, that and you had, then when you get to the thing, you had books like the Famous Five and the Hardy Boys and stuff like that. that they thought kind of grew from that. But Scooby Doo would have been one of the earliest. And you look back at the influence this is uh, this um, certainly this the format they use and the formula they use. And don't get me wrong, it's formulaic as all hell. Mm-hmm. But you look at shows that have come even in the last of fifteen years. You look at shows like Bones and Castle and Elementary. These sort of, these um, single episode police procedurals and they all follow the same format you've got two or three suspects and you can usually tell nine probably 90 percent of the time you know who the culprit is because it's the first fucker they speak to yeah it's i mean it's also in the case of scooby-doo always either a janitor or a or a magician or maybe both but yes it, it, it's normally one of those two things but it's, it's if but if, if you watch i mean i can't remember how many episodes there were i didn't get to look I, I picked up um season one for like a fiber um and there are 20 odd episodes there 
but I think if you watch all of those, I'd say in eighteen of those, it's the first. So after the the, the mystery is written, you know, it's, it's first uncovered. It's the first fucker they speak to, whether it's supposed to be a witness or um or somebody who's you know, the, the thing got nicked or else. It's it's usually them. So eighteen times out of twenty, it'll be them. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you're and right. When you get, and when you get into um, you get into some of the this of the. The, the the weekly police shows we've had in the last twenty years that was the formula that they adopted is that you know you can normally tell in most of the season right it's him because he's the first fucker they've spoken after they found the body it's that's the, that's the first one they've gone to speak to it's it's a brother or it's a relative or it, or it's a partner or whatever it's going to be they're the, they're the killer yeah it it is quite formally you're right but I think it's I I mean mystery as a genre is incredibly formulaic hmm. um probably you know after horror the most formulaic I would I would wager um so you know it, it's got those two things inherent to it um I, it's interesting though yeah like you mentioned it being your first exposure to like mystery and stuff as a kid like i i don't so much like mystery stories now not tv series for instance i've seen none of those that you just mentioned um very occasionally will i will i enjoy a mystery thriller type movie most of the time they'll just pass me completely but as a kid, I did love this stuff. I was I was huge into Famous Five, Secret Seven, like loved it, absolutely loved it. So Scooby Doo should have been right up my street. Hmm. The problem is, I don't think it is necessarily a very good mystery show. It's certainly not a very good horror show, which is something no. I've always been into my entire life. And if for no yeah. other reason than that, like this should have been right up my street because, like as I've mentioned, pretty much every year this time of year, like. <laughs> <laughs> monsters are my thing i fucking love a good monster story um it's just this this it's just so weird and it's it's such a mishmash of genres and none of them work and i kind of feel like what it ultimately is as a genre and normally i would say this is a good thing but what it actually is as a genre, and it doesn't work here, what it is, is Hanna-Barbera. That's what this is. It isn't a mystery yes. show. It isn't a horror show. It's it's a Hanna-Barbera show, complete with... Yeah, it's, it's Hanna-Barbera does... Yeah, you know, Hanna-Barbera does mystery. Yeah, and... and basically. And, and it suffers because of that. I mean, we, we had a text conversation briefly yeah. last night. Um, we, we, you mentioned that you'd forgotten the, the canned laughter existed. Yeah. And actually, so had I. Um, but the second I heard it on this rewatch, I was like, oh, yeah, the fucking can. And even as yeah. a kid, that pissed me off and took me out of the show completely. Canned laughter yeah. is never good, let's be honest. No. But at least in like the Flintstones and the Jetsons, like because they're animated sitcoms, you can get away with it. It's mm. fine. Like it's never good, but it's, it's just it's par for the course. But here, I mean, I it has it, no place. No, and I think if had it been done properly, they might have got away with it in in certain elements here. I mean, the the first I texted you after I watched the first episode, the very first um, the one that was broadcast, and aside from the fact that it, the the laughter track was clearly shit anyway, um, it didn't fit. It wasn't in the right places. No, and they would be laughing at something that wasn't funny. But then when they actually when they they actually made the gag, the laugh wasn't there. And it was almost like they, it was almost like it was out of sync. Like the track had gone awry somewhere, but nobody actually realised until after they put it out. Um, and I I watched probably half a dozen more. And I said I picked up a season for a fiver. You know, it wasn't um, mm. no, it, 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 no, it wasn't massively expensive. But you, as I went through, I'm thinking, right, okay, putting that aside, there were elements to it I liked. There were elements where I could see why I might have liked it no, as, as a child. There were elements where I still think actually I can see how they work now. But that laughter track was probably the most distracting thing, and as I, I don't remember it being there in the first place. Um, I don't from watching it as a kid. I don't remember, but that was a fucking long time ago. Um, whereas I quite clearly remember it being on Flintstones, for example. Yeah, because it lent itself to because it. Because it's and, part of the Flintstones, because it fits yeah. right. And that was it. I think the comment I made to you last night is that it's like watching this is like watching Bewitched on steroids. Yeah, yeah, because, because it's got that same. It's it's the over the top laughter track, but it doesn't quite match. It doesn't, and I think even if you take the laughter track out of it, oh man, I'm jumping on his dick already. Like I was, I was gonna, I was gonna like try and talk constructively about it a bit first, but I feel like I'm jumping on his dick already. Like I, said, I really don't hate this show. Okay, I just don't like it very much. So, you know, please, please don't think this is me getting seriously overboard on it. It just seems to be the way this conversation has fallen. But even if you take that laughter track out, 
I still feel like so much of the humor doesn't fit. I mean, we've talked about um, comedy horror quite a lot, particularly over on Batman mm. Mario Brothers, when we've looked yeah. at things like the Scooby-Doo movie and the Haunted Mansion and, and those sort of things. And it's it's a balance that always works very well when you get it right. But yeah. when you don't, it is painful. Comedy, like bad comedy horror is really fucking painful because when the two mm. don't mesh... You're just caught in this weird no man's land where because the two kind of spark off each other, right? Because you've yeah. got you've got the tension and release when they're both working so well. But here it just feels like the the horror and the mystery and and the kind of monster elements of it. I mean, if if horror is even the right word, but it's just because we lean into those ghosts and those monsters and things. But yeah. Those elements of it, like there's never a sense of palpable dread and there's never any threat because no. the second that starts that starts to ramp up, they don't let it reach any kind of like fever pitch because Scooby's got to drop a joke about needing another fucking Scooby snack or Shaggy yeah. needs a spliff or whatever yeah. it is. But the gags come so rapid fire that that laughter is is ever present as well. And and like yeah. I say, even without it, there's just always a gag. You're never more than a couple of seconds away from a gag. And so this yeah. these mysteries, they never get chance to breathe. And it's a shame because actually visually, like mm. I, I think the visuals in this are fucking excellent. Like, you know, even yeah. if you say Scooby-Doo to someone, I think if you're our age and, and you, you saw this original cartoon or even, you know, later Scooby and Scrappy, like, you can almost see the mist starting to roll in past the mystery machine and the great big trees yeah. arching over them and then the primary colours of the of actual mystery ink and amongst all that standing out like it looks gorgeous and it's atmospheric the music's really good as well when it's yeah. not like stupid go-go slapstick chasing like which which happens every episode you get a stupid go-go yeah. track and they'll all like run away and stuff find a part of scooby-doo whatever but you know the actual the score the incidental stuff then is yeah. really good and and the animation is is like it's Hanna Barbera, like it's not the best animation you're going to find, but it's far 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 from the worst. Like it's it's clearly yeah. got a level of production quality in there that that we come to expect. Yeah. So the, it's actually got a lot going for it. And I I just the thing that come it stood out for me the most in this rewatch, the thing that came through the most, is that I didn't like it as a kid because I don't like the fucking stupid bullshit. And 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 that really shone through to me this time. Yeah. And and I think but, that was what I was hoping I would respond to better <coughs> as an adult. Hmm. But I think that was because I was hoping that maybe as a kid I just didn't get the jokes or something. And now I'd go back in and find actually, you know, we've got that kind of light and dark mix and that comedy horror. And actually it works tonally, but it doesn't, unfortunately. It's it's yeah. it's too silly for its own good. Yeah, as, as, that's kind of where I got to with it. I mean, I... I say I, I very much liked this as a kid, and say so, you no, know, it has a big influence in, in the work I've done since. And I, I came into this thing, and I've not watched this iteration of Scooby Doo for about thirty years, if not more. Um, I mean, this was originally broadcast in what nineteen sixty nine. Sixty nine, yeah. I mean, fuck. My I mean, it was in reruns kids. of reruns by the time we were watching it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. My my, care, my parents were kids at that point, though, so it's not no, it's not as if no, I'm remembering for, uh, and, and even said second or third time, no third time, I was probably fucking late, later than that. Mm. But I remember, I remember watching and watching as a kid and reading and really enjoying it. So it's it's hugely influential. But then coming back to it now, I'm thinking I'm, again, trying to look at it objectively, thinking right, okay, I've not seen it for a while. Yes, there are going to be problems. There are going to be things I don't remember, like the laughter track. I didn't remember that at all. But the one thing that struck me very, very soon on was that there's too much going on, and I don't mean that in a an overwritten sense. I mean because it's trying to be a horror and a mystery and a comedy. There, it tries to cram in and combine too many elements at the same time. Yeah. And because of that, I say you don't get the build-ups, you don't get the suspense where you're having the you know, where you have are having these, these horror beats and you know, the the thing appearing behind them, so, because you you have to have a gag, and then as soon as as soon as they start leaning into it, rather than building up any tension, you get the bit they have to run away. So you get the stupid sound effect of the of, of the feet scratching on the floor and other you know, mm. which is never feet scratching on the floor. It's always like a fucking bell or something, isn't it? It's, it's that sort of tinny noise where you know, so I, where I, they're trying to get away. I, I know exactly the, the noise you mean, and I'm sure all our listeners do as well. I'm pretty sure it's a cowbell, but I don't yeah, know. But yeah. I'm pretty sure it's, it's yeah. just a, it's a cowbell or a wood block or something. But yeah, it's that type of thing. But it's, it's, you know, the legs are whirring, and yeah, you yeah. get you know, that sort of that sort of noise, and it's, it's you get that sort of thing, and that immediately takes you out of it because I said there's no palpable threat at that point. You're not, you know, there's nothing coming because they're just going to run away and hide, and you know that you know, nothing's going to happen because it's fucking Scooby Doo. Yeah, you know, you, 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 know, you know there's no danger to them. They're not going to die because it's Scooby fucking Doo. 
Um, so yeah, you get that, and that pulls you out straight away. And I think that by trying to do the three things at once, it it draw it drags you out of all of it, and it tries to be too funny at the expense of the other two, and then it tries to be too clever with the mystery at the expense of the other two, and then the horror just doesn't come through at all. I mean, I, I've it's it's always referred to as as a no as a as a sort of horror cartoon, mm-hmm. but I've never got that because I was taking the mystery aspect on the fact that there was nothing actual actually mystical about it. It was just a dude in a mask all the time. Yeah. I never really equate it to being horror. It's always that sort of mystery aspect to it. And, and and again, I think that's an area where it doesn't quite gel, right? Because mm. if it if it wants to be a mystery every week, and and we're very clear that there is nothing, there's never anything supernatural going on. No, not at all. Right, and that's fine. But then, just every episode shouldn't be about the supernatural. If that's the case, yes. if you feel it. Like if you look at the best example of this, it's the most obvious one, but it really is the best, so we'll take it. Like if you want to look at that as a format for a show, you look at the X Files, right? Where hmm. there are some weeks where Scully can absolutely one hundred percent categorically lock an argument down rationally, right? Yeah. And then there are other weeks where she absolutely categorically can't Mulder's off in yeah. fucking cloud cuckoo land. Right. Yeah. But that's what keeps that show level is there's yeah. always even when there is a rational explanation, there's always enough for you as a believer to go, Oh yeah, but yeah, or, what if? Or, and on the flip side, there's always enough for you as a skeptic to go, Yeah, but and here it comes so hard down on the line of no, this isn't supernatural. Well, what is the point then? Right? And yeah. what is the point in mystery ink? They shouldn't be called mystery ink, should they? They should be like ghost botherers or whatever. Like I don't know. <laughs> Right, but that's that's basically what they are, and and it's a shame because actually you're right. Like the horror stuff doesn't come through, but the the ghosts in Scooby Doo are fucking terrifying, and I remember them mm. being terrifying as a kid as well. Like when they again the visuals and the sound and stuff when they go for it, yeah. like this, you know, it's almost a cliche when you think of Scooby Doo, right? To think back of a white sheet that they aren't yeah. that. These ghosts of they're spectral and they generally yeah. like you know oldy worldy looking like they're fucking yeah. they they're genuinely scary and the foley that goes with them if... is good as well they've always got like deep yeah. booming voices and yeah you know they... i mean i've i've watched two this evening with number two um and one of them was um a, a suit of armor it was supposed to be like a haunted no haunted by uh, by a knight mm-hmm. and the other one was like a deep sea divers um suit and it was it, it, no, to make it ghosty. No, it, it basically glowed in the dark. Had some like you know, phosphorescent paint or something on it. Um, and yeah, the, they they look fucking good. But it's all stuff that we can you know, we can relate to because as kids we would you know we had the stories of the, you know fucking you know, knights and suits of armor and the, yeah. the and the twenty thousand leagues under the sea and the fucking pirates and all this sort of stuff. So it's stuff we recognised. But it was far enough removed from the real world. Yes. To actually think, fuck, that's a bit weird. That's a bit scary. Yes. Yeah. And it played on that, and that was fine. I, I, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Except they don't lean into it enough, and they don't do enough with it. It's it, at which point they might as well just be a dude in a suit. Yeah, and and this is the thing, isn't it? Like each one of these three elements that we've talked about, I think on its own, each one of these three elements flies. They just don't gel, right? So the, the ghosts and and that side of it, they, I think that's actually really good. It's really scary. It just never gets the chance to be scary because yeah. like Scoob and Shaggy are busy just doing some bullshit somewhere, right? So then if if you separate out Scoob and Shaggy from the rest of Mystery Inc, and here's the core problem with the show, and this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but hey-ho, that's what you come here for, right? Write in and tell me I'm a knob if you want. We'll discuss. The problem with Scooby-Doo is Scooby and Shaggy. They're the fucking yeah. problem. If you take them out of it and give them their own animated sitcom about a stoner and his talking dog, right? That's yeah. fine. You'll have a great little have a great little time over there with it with a little animated show. And then you leave the mm. rest of the gang, right? You leave the other three doing the mystery solving. Then you've yeah. got a mystery show. If you've just got the yeah. rest of Mystery Inc. actually solving the mysteries, then it's a mystery show. Because nobody's fucking around. Like they're there yeah. to solve it. You can still work some light comedy into it because you can have interplay with between the three characters that are left. Yeah. Right? But no, and you you always had the standing jokes with you know, like um Velma losing her glasses, for example. Yeah. yeah. Um and they played they played into that with the um with the live action film as well. No, the, the fact that you know she can't see without her glasses, and no, the the whole thing of her um her appearance as you know, the, as as opposed to Daphne and the, there's there's lots of stuff you can play on there. Mm. And their you know, their characters are completely different. There's a lot of work you could do with that. But I said there's so much fucking around with so Shaggy much and fuckery with Sha- and, and I think that you could possibly even get away with leaving Shaggy in if you dropped Scoob. It's I think it's because because he's an anthropomorph- anthropomorphic dog, and because he's got that kind of way of speaking where he's speaking but he's barking, 
right? Yeah. And because he's walking on two legs, there's just something inherently slapstick and comedic about Scooby because he's not able to yeah. communicate verbally and as well. Especially as, as you get later iterations where like, they'll dress him up as an old lady. Yes. So they, you know, they, they, they put him in a costume and he's walking upright, yeah, but exactly. then his tail will be sticking out the back and he'll give himself away and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly, right. So, so if you even just remove that, so you're left with a stoner who doesn't know anything in amongst the other three who are all like at the top of their game. Yeah, and at which point if he's seeing things that like... Them, exactly, then they write it over off. There's a ghost he, over yeah, there. And don't be so fucking stupid. Just go and have another... Just go and take another fucking token shut see, up. See, that, that works. But the second you drop the talking dog in, it goes to shit. Well, the problem is the talking dog should be a sideshow. Yes. Not your lead. But because it's your because it's supposed to be your lead, you can't... No, they spend far more time on that than they do on the mystery. And I think every, every one I've watched um, over the last couple of days... To an episode, every one of them is solved by him fucking something up. Yeah, and and you know if and he, inadvertently catching inadvertently the perpetrator. Winning, yeah, but but then if, you know if you follow that through to its its logical conclusion as well, like when we talk about the show, I know it's called Scooby Doo, Where Are You? And later in Crisis, it's always got Scooby in the title as well, right? But if you mention Scooby Doo to anybody, the first person people think of is is Shaggy and Scooby. Nobody goes to the rest of Mystery Inc., right? Yeah. Even though they they I would argue they're more important in terms of the narrative, right? Because mm. actually Fred is the is the driving force behind this narrative. Like Fred's yeah. Fred's a hero. Fred's the guy pushing everything forward, not Scooby, mm. right? Yeah. Now I dislike Fred immensely as a character. He's as bland as they come. Yeah. But he is the hero. He is he is the one leading the crew. He is the one, usually the one making the decisions, even though he's informed yeah. by Velma, right? But he's he's the he's the one that's actually driving our narrative forward. Usually, Scooby Doo is just yeah. fucking things up and, like you say, accidentally getting getting things done and winning the day, right? But yeah. people don't think about the rest of Mystery Inc. They don't talk about Mystery Inc. They don't talk about the Scooby Gang. They talk about Scooby Doo. If you get any Scooby Doo merchandise, it's scooby-doo right i mean christ when yeah. we were kids they were scooby-doo ice cream lollies they were oh yeah fucking, every fucking thing. yeah scooby-doo ready meals there was scooby-doo everything and there still is right yeah. so i'm not attacking him as a character i think as a character obviously scooby is very popular i don't dislike him either like he's a giant dog with a funny laugh and dresses up like an old lady like he's, he is funny but he doesn't belong here that's yeah. the problem and and I think somebody thought like a giant fucking Great Dane who's actually a scaredy cat. I think somebody thought that's a lot funnier than it actually is. Well, it it is funny, but not in this context. And this is the and we've talked about this before on loads of things. It's almost like there are two shows that have been that have been smashed together mm. because they went right. We want to do this mystery show where you've got these three teens who go around solving mysteries and. It looks like it's ghosts. It looks like it's vampires. It looks like it's monsters. But actually, they're debunking that and finding out Ashley is a dude in a suit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, that's fine. But isn't that just the Hardy Boys? Well, see, this yeah, is yeah, right. This okay. is the thing, isn't it? Because also, I think it, this doesn't apply to every child, obviously. Yeah. But like I say, as a kid, I was really big into Secret Seven, Famous Five, all of those, all of those like children's mysteries. So I think I already had that baggage. I, I definitely had that baggage. In fact, by the time I would have been watching Scooby Doo, right? Because my mm. dad used to read those books to me before I was even properly reading, because he liked yeah. them too. So I definitely carried that baggage with me. So yeah, I, I think knowing how it should be done and for you now as an adult looking back at it and knowing how it should be done as i say it is yeah. such a tropey genre anyway so yeah. you know it like you know all these beats are coming but you also know these stories have been done better and told better right yeah. and that's and, and again like when you look at those like every secret seven book isn't the same it isn't always a fucking ghost in that there are pirates mm. there are war bunkers yeah. there's buried treasure there's, there's yeah there's all sorts of things it's different every novel my favorite one incidentally was about pirates right now that's that's as bonkers as it can come for a setup for a group of jolly hockey mm. sticks british teenagers right it's, it's to have a fucking pirate adventure but it works it's fine you just transpose those mm. characters in that environment now if they'd have done that here and it wasn't constantly a fucking ghost every week or whatever and you yeah. didn't then you wouldn't have the necessity to have scooby run away every week right <laughs> Yeah. And it just none of it gels. That's the yeah. that that's the real problem. And and I'm like I said, I am totally up for all three of these iterations. I think Scoob as a character is funny enough to carry his own animated show, right? Mm. Fine. Yeah. Totally up for a bunch of teenagers solving crimes and shit. Like always. Always up for yeah. even now, as as somebody said, I don't particularly like mystery shows. You you set that in a high school or something, I'm there for it. It's a universal theme. 
you know it's going to be it's going to be quite spunky and funny so i'm up for that right yeah. and i am 100 percent up for the show where there's a monster of a week and teenagers have to go and fucking solve what's going on hmm. what i'm not up for is all three in the same fucking it just doesn't yeah. work you know and, and yeah i i i don't even know if maybe there was two of them if you just took two of those things and left the third no i think that's even then i think that's possibly too much i mean i think the, the problem i've got and i i i found myself being quite disappointed with because i'm on in wider context, you know, the 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 whole property of Scooby Doo and the way the way it's evolved, um, certainly through the the Raj Gosnell films, um, which were far more self aware than they had any right to be, um, but even into sort of the later iterations again, um, there's a lot of work has gone into it, and it, the fact it's sort of, it's retained its popularity and it's, it's still uh, you know it's 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 still you know continues to to attract new viewers. I mean, I think probably about ten years ago they they did a, they, they did like a, a special every year. It was like a, a forty, forty five. Yeah, like you met thing. Kiss, you met like Hulk Hogan or something. Well John they they, Cena, they did that in like... the, they did that in the eighties. They did they did this whole thing where they you know they, and all the way through after they did there was episodes with Sonny and Cher and they went through to like the to the Rolling Stones and Corn and Kiss and all the rest of it. And then even up to up to about ten, twelve years ago they did um it coincided with one of the one of the WrestleMania's sort of with twenty nine, thirty, something like that. They did a whole WrestleMania thing where John Cena and the Undertaker and the Rock and Stone Cold, all these people were portrayed. I think only, only I think only Cena and Kane were actually in it. Um, but the, no, the, 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 they 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 dragged it through into an entirely new generation of, of fans, and it did commercially did very well. It no, it, it sold very well. And on the back of that, then they went on to make Scoob and Scoob Two. Mm. Uh, well, Scoob Two didn't get finished. That was one of the ones that got canned um, last year. Um, but you know, they've, so they've kept they've they've kept that property going. They've kept interest. In it. I the thing I was most disappointed with it, with this particular iteration is the fact that yeah, it just doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't do anything. And actually, you've got you've got five people blundering around, not knowing what the fuck they're doing. And again, because it's that very traditional Hanna Barbera laugh track, try to make a sitcom out of it, um, and make it a bit slapstick and a bit silly and. Now, the funniest thing that could possibly happen is a dog wearing a dress or Velma losing her glasses and not being given them, you know, given given them back by the thing she's trying to look for or trying to trying to get away from. It just doesn't. I don't know. It just it just feels like it's lacking whatever it was, whatever magic it was that sort of worked when I was a kid. I completely agree. There's no for me. There's no X factor. Now that's that's not the case for the majority of people. It's definitely not because this thing has endured for hmm. Jesus. Well, yeah, Com- 50 years. Com- yeah, coming on for 60 years probably now. So this thing is endured and, and Scooby-Doo is a, is a you know, he, he is a part of pop culture now. He's transcended, yeah. right? As as of the rest of Mystery Inc. now in time, you know? Yeah. So, so that's clearly, you know, we're clearly in the minority. But then I do wonder how many people are actually dining out on nostalgia with this because like well, yeah I, this is it i've never liked it all right I'd, like i said i don't hate it but i've never liked it it's never been something that has been event tv for me i've never been excited to watch it um i've i can't say i found watching i've watched about six or seven of these i can't say i found watching any of them a slog this time hmm. but i certainly didn't find them entertaining um, I just didn't, you know, some of the stuff we've we've watched, I've I've almost ended up spite watching by the end of it, and I, you know, this wasn't that. It just wasn't doing anything yeah. for me, and I do wonder how many people now that fondly remember it as a kid, if they were to actually go back and and watch it, would get anything out of it, and it makes me wonder yeah. what I, because because I, I haven't watched any Hanna Barbera for quite a long time actually. But I did used to love the Flintstones and the Jetsons, and it does make me wonder now if I go back and watch those, yeah, am I going to have a similar reaction to those, particularly in the light of everything that's come afterwards? Now that we have the Simpsons and we have Family Guy and we have these animated sitcoms, yeah. and 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 we will always owe a, a debt to Hanna Barbera for that. Like that, all of that shit starts with Hanna Barbera. Oh yeah, completely. Without without Hanna Barbera, you don't get any of this new stuff. No, you you absolutely don't. So. You know, the, what I'm saying is this has legacy and it's important, but that doesn't necessarily mean it, it's okay then to say that it's not good now. Maybe it was maybe it was groundbreaking at the time. Maybe there's nothing else like it on TV hmm. at the time. There probably wasn't. But we've had so much better stuff since. And I think we hmm. probably already had so much better stuff by the time I was watching it in the mid eighties. Yeah. That it was just it's just nothing, is it? It's absolutely nothing. And and it's interesting. I think you brought up the the Raja Gosnell films, and obviously we'll talk about those in more detail again next week. 
But I think what's interesting with those is they were initially panned when they came out. Everybody thought they were absolutely rubbish. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it was just this stupid childish horror comedy thing. And what we've seen in latter years is that actually their fan base has really grown and evolved, and they they looked back on quite fondly now, including by us. Like part of the reason I'm so excited to do Scooby Doo two next week is because I was bowled over by the first one, having expected to hate it when we were watching it. Um, yeah. But but they've grown because actually they do get this balance right and they're quite subversive in their humor and they make sure that everybody yeah. has the chance to breathe within the cast. And they do all the things that I think this show still could have done back in the 60s, but didn't. And I think maybe that's yeah. just because as an audience, we probably weren't ready for it then. And I don't think we were even ready for it in the late 90s, early 2000s when those movies first came out. But now we are yeah. in that kind of postmodern consumerist yeah. world that we're in now. We're ready for that. And we're ready to look back at how kitsch this all was. Yeah. It's just... I think to be fair as well, I mean, you look at... Um... You, you look at so the, the the film iterations and even the the, the longer episodes like the double length episodes that even even they translate better because there's a, I said there's breathing room in them. Mm. It's not no they're not trying to lay a joke on joke on joke on joke on joke on joke and actually you don't get anything done. There is that a lot more goes into the timing and I think the, one of the problems I had with the structure of of this of this iteration of the original cartoon is that. Because this, they're trying to hammer so much in, and they're only, I think they're 22 minutes, but they've got a minute of credits at the start, and a minute, a minute of uh, theme at the start, and a minute of theme at the end. So they're only, you've only got 20 minutes of screen time, and they try to bash so much into it. Whereas I think by the time you get to the longer episodes, there's the same amount of content, but actually they've just, it's just layered a little bit, um, layered a little bit more delicately. So actually you get, you get a little bit more time to process what's going on rather than just, oh shit, we're into another we're into another chase, we're into another gag, we're into yeah. another oh well you do it for a Scooby Snack. Do what for Scooby Snack? What have I missed? And I think it just it builds a lot better. And I think the, the the longer form episodes and the and the films, I think they've they've got something over this which I wasn't necessarily expecting. And I mean I I came into this, I said when we did um I can't remember how long ago it was we did Scooby Doo on Better Than Mario. It was very early on, I think. It, it was probably it's gotta be two years ago. Within the first ten. It's gotta be two years ago at the very least, if not more. Oh, yeah. I, I was gonna say it's probably in the first year we did it, so yeah, we're yeah. probably talking near four years. Um Jesus, but yeah, so we I mean, did that show for that long. Yeah. Wow. All, all through COVID. Jesus Christ. Um but yeah, so I mean I think we, when we watched that even then, I, re I remember not liking it as much as uh, as you did. I remember finding positives in it. I remember thinking actually no yeah, I saw. I remember seeing the seeing that in the cinema at the time, thinking it wasn't great. But actually, it's grown on me. And having and rewatched it a couple of years ago, thinking actually, yeah, there's something about this that I didn't pick up on first time, and that's what I was hoping I'd get here. And by and large, it's just not there. And I think there's for for all the things you know, the the production quality is generally great, but the 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 laughter track is really jarring, and the fact that the narrative is so fucking confused and so dense for the time you you get on screen, it really doesn't work. Yeah, that's what I was hoping to get out of this too, having revisited the film and thought it was quite good. But I think the key difference, and you did hit on it there with those longer specials as well, I think even with all the genres not blending, one of the most annoying things about it you know, after that is the fact that because it's the Scooby-Doo show, as we've already mentioned, like there's there's so many stories that can be told with the rest of the characters, and there's there's so much room for them to breathe because they like they are a collection of stereotypes. Okay, fine, oh, but I also think in some instances they they're quite early representations of those stereotypes in popular media. You know, I I think Velma yeah. certainly is one of the earliest kind of. Do we say it? Like, do we? Go, I mean, she's a dyke, it. right? Like, and and she's one of the earliest iterations of that 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 I think has been shown in a positive, like, because she is shown in a positive light, you know. Mm, yeah. Um, I I mean, they never outright say it, you know. It's it's very strongly hinted at, particularly yeah. latterly in the movies and things. But you know, she's also super intelligent, and she's clearly the brains of the operation. And for a yeah. for a woman to be that in 1969 on an animated show was not really, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't done. No, no. And, and and then even you know when when you go as far as as Daphne, who's the the eye candy, like she's got stories to tell as well. She's not yeah. a typical two brain cell bimbo, yeah. because Fred is. And and there's you yes. know there's there's comedy value in that if we want to explore it. You know, I'm I'm a huge fan of the lunk headed leading man. Absolutely love it yeah. as a stereotype, particularly when it's done well. 
Um, you know, the, the hero that's just so utterly useless. He's he's reliant on everyone else around him to do everything and just swoops in and takes the credit because he's the attractive action hero. Like, I love yeah. it as a stereotype. I think when it's played well, it's always hilarious. And again, this is an early iteration of that and it's there for the taking. But, but none of these stereotypes ever get a chance to be fully realized because all those characters yeah. are just window dressing. And they they and, and the story is just window dressing because it's all there to serve Scooby Doo fuckery for twenty minutes. Yes, and that's a huge yeah. issue for me because I'm not tuning in for Scooby Doo fuckery. I'm tuning in for ghosts and and you know kids solving mysteries and driving their mystery machine around, and that's all cool. And I'm there for that. Yeah, and that's what I hope we get out of the, out of the sequel next week. Um, but yeah. You also, you know, so there's positives there, right? As much as the, as much as more could have been done with it, the fact that all of that exists, you know, that's not us reading it. It is there, okay? So, yeah. so there are some, you know, there are some gender affirming stereotypes in there. There's some positive stereotypes in there, and that's all good, particularly for, as I say, this early on. So that that's all good stuff. Yeah. You've also mentioned the theme, and it would be completely remiss of us to... It, like, how do you not talk about the theme? Like, it's one of the all-time classics. Yeah. Like, it's it, it's up there. It, it's I mean, in terms of quality, I, I don't think it's anywhere near... Like, it didn't even make our list of best theme yeah. tunes. We did our 100th episode. But it is nevertheless completely iconic. You know, yeah. it, it, absolutely iconic. It's, it's just so of its era, is the thing. Oh, yeah, completely. I mean, you could... The, you take that sound you you've got a you know, you've got early beatles you've got your monkeys and people like that you know, it, it's it sounds exactly where it's placed um and i think you know, there's there's something about it that you hear it and instantly you're, you know you you are thinking of that era yes and i think it, it fits so perfectly with the rest of the production and, you know, and now the temptation is that you either try and you'd either try and place it in a particular genre or a particular place in time and it sounds forced or you try and detach it so much that it doesn't really do anything for for the show anyway so i think that as as a, as a theme, I think it fits what you what you get there very well, especially with that the whole the whole slapstick. I mean, the, the lyrics are a bit hit and miss in places, but again, it, it sort of seems to fit. And the fact you've got this of the slapstick, you've got this sort of beatnik hippie sort of aspect to it as well. And it I don't know, it just it feels like it fits. It does feel like um, it fits. and it's it's very difficult to. I mean, I've that's I've probably watched half a dozen or so episodes in the last couple of days, and the fucking thing is going round in my head even now. It's another, you know, it's one of those theme tunes that, yeah, it's it's been going around in my head all week as well, and it's one that I know all the words to, despite not really liking the show, right? And I think the reason for that is that it is just a bona fide, one hundred percent certified, full on nostalgia bullet. It's like like yes. it, you mentioned about disconnecting it from the show, and 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 you're right, it does fit the show very well. But I think it's it's almost transcendental in the way that it is it is its own thing. It, it's another yeah. one of those things where when you mention Scooby-Doo, like I guarantee you everyone listening now, as soon as they read the title of this podcast, one of the first things they thought of after they saw the image of Scooby was Scooby-Doo-Bee-Doo, yeah. where it, it's it's just yeah. there, right? Yeah. And it's not just an... I think this is key for us and generations after us as well, is that it's not just a nostalgia bullet for us. Mm. It's a nostalgia bullet for our parents before us, as you yeah. mentioned earlier, right? And so this is one of those... Th- it's just a theme that's ever present it is the thing like it's you know if you buy yeah. it, it, well i say buy i'm showing my age if you go on spotify <laughs> or amazon or whatever your streaming service of choices and find a kids playlist right back when we were kids you you'd buy children's party lps right yeah. hound dogs mega mix and shit like that right you buy any you jive bunny jive bunny yeah all of that right you get any of that that's full of kids tunes right and guarantee yeah. you particularly in the 80s there were two things there were three things that were guaranteed to be on it star trekking ghostbusters yeah. and yeah. scooby-doo guaranteed yeah. absolutely guaranteed and so in terms of time and place nostalgia like looking back like this this is just one of those things it's one of those yeah. sounds that you hear and you can just yeah. like for me i can instantly go back to our to our living room growing up with a great big modular record player, you know, with the speakers yep. and everything and all the separates, and just putting those records on and, and hearing this. So yeah. it, it, it's it's 100%, just a, not just an earworm, but a full-on nostalgia. Yeah. More than anything else about the show, I think, it's that theme tune. You know, yeah. and, and, and also, no. I, I think there are a few shows, and, and incidentally, I think they're probably all Hanna-Barbera ones as well, because 
I would I would say I probably get the same thing with the Flintstones as well and and the Jetsons because they they were shows. I, no, the I Flintstones was, one I I struggle with because I always get the Homer Simpson parody stuck in my head. I, yeah, well that's that's credit to the Simpsons more than anything and, else, and, isn't yeah. it? And I mean, and that's no, that's that's pretty impressive. But I mean, in terms of the theme tune for this, I was quite surprised actually. So I put a couple on um, this evening just between um, dinner. I thought I was doing dishes and I'd sent the kids up to go and get ready for bed. And I put one on, and they both came out because they both recognised the tune. Now, number one was, what, the f- what are you watching this for? It's rubbish. <laughs> and number two came and parked his ass on the sofa next to me, and it's like, well, what, what are we watching? Yeah. Um, and it was it, it was almost Pavlovian, but for the opposite reasons. Yeah. Um, but the silly, but even now they're, they're ten and nine, and they recognised this tune. Now they knew straight away it was Scooby Doo. Where are you? Um, yeah. I mean, and, I'm and, not... and again, that that's a that's a testament to the fact that they. I mean, I I didn't I wasn't aware they'd seen this iteration. I mean, I know they've seen other versions of Scooby Doo, but I wasn't aware they'd seen this original one. But yeah, this this tune was Australia was. A, Oh right, it's Scooby Doo. Here we come again. It's just it, it's linked, isn't it? And and we all yeah. that that has pervaded popular culture now. We all know that. Yeah. You hear do 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 do. It, it's Scooby Doo. Like it's, it's it's almost shorthand, isn't it? You know, you you hear that. You yeah. know exactly what it is. Um. So you know we've got to talk about that. These. I mean, I know now that obviously that all the voice cast is different now, and by by all accounts, the new cast is is exceptionally good. But they're exceptionally good because they're compared to what is, I think, for all we've just said, probably some of the best voice work in cartoons. Like the hmm. sound of Scoob is, yeah, you know, it, it's that that'll never be replaced. No, that 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 will always be what Scooby Doo sounds like. Exactly right. So it's the creation of the character Shaggy as well, you know, and, and especially when when you. I can never, even though I know, I can never connect Casey Kasem to Shaggy mm. because the voice is just so, so radically different to hearing him doing yeah. like a cheesy pop rundown. And yeah. and and for our, for, I appreciate for our UK listeners, some of you may not actually know who Casey Kasem is if you're not as versed in American pop culture as perhaps we are. He's a very famous disc jockey in America at this time, and and you know, <coughs> for for those of us in the UK, if I was to say smashy and nicey, you'd get the idea of what I'm going yeah. for here. All right, so to connect that to Shaggy, so what I'm saying is these these are these are real vocal performances in a time before voice yeah. acting was really a thing. Yeah. Like, you know, they... and I, I mean, I will, I will be fair as well to give credit. I think we talked about this last time we did when we did um, the, um, the the movie. Um, Matthew Lillard has made he's made Shaggy a, a very his own good living completely. Yeah, like, I mean, he's, he's you know, the go-to I mean, guy. Very, absolutely, and you, you, li- there are nuances, but actually, what you get from the performances of his now, especially the, the I mean, not so much in the in the live action work, but in, in the vo- in the vocal work, there's it's. It's all you know. It's it's, all, it's difficult now when you hear the original. Think, hang on, that doesn't sound right. Whereas because you're you're not comparing Matthew Lillard to the original, you're comparing the original to Matthew Lillard and thinking actually it doesn't sound right as it was. It, it sounds better now. And I think that again, that's testament to him and the performances you get out of him. Mm. But also, he you no, know, I mean, he very much understands that character. And I think that again, it's a, it's an element of how much work went into some of these into some aspects of these characters that you've got somebody fifty fifty five years later is absolutely fucking nailing this character. When they wouldn't have even been come when this thing was first released. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is a thing. Like, and and it's and it's fine. I think you know, critically, then to appraise what Matthew Lillard is doing and to acknowledge the fact that I say I haven't really watched the newer ones, but he he, he is Shaggy now, right? And and it's perfectly yeah. possible, and and by all accounts, he is. If you read it, a much better Shaggy than Casey Kasem mm. was, right? And it, and it's it's fine if he's doing a better job, he's doing a better job. But you can't get away from the fact that what he does. Is entirely like it. It's not. Oh, it's he's not really that. bringing his own thing to it. He's he's no. impersonating. I mean, you know, it's yeah. It's it's interesting. Like I was um, as we record this, uh, Walt Disney Studios turned one hundred yesterday. We're we're on the seventeenth yeah. of October at the moment. Okay, so one of the things I did last night was watch the Once Upon a Studio show, which yeah. is excellent, by the way, for for anybody that's got any love of animation whatsoever, let alone the Disney company, is absolutely phenomenal. It's the best 13 minutes you, you'll spend in a long time, I promise you. But one of the moments that really hit home with me in that, there is, um, spoilers, there is a moment about halfway through where Mickey stops and just takes a moment with a photo of Walt and starts to talk to him. And like it's it's quite moving anyway, but then hmm. there are levels, particularly if you're me and we talk about this shit all the time. But when you think about the performance, and again, I'm going through the fact that we're 
God knows how many iterations of Mickey's voice in now. I was just about to try reeling them off the top of my head, but there's been that many. Um, but yet all of them still go all the way back to one guy sat in a sound yeah. that was doing that voice, right? So you can have a favorite Mickey, right? And it won't be Walt, I guarantee you, because his voice works fucking awful. But <laughs> that's yeah. what Mickey Mouse sounds like, right? Because that's what Walt made him sound like. And everyone yeah. else, everyone is just doing an impersonation of that. And that's what's happening with with Shaggy now. You know, that the the original voice work for Shaggy was so good that nobody's yeah. even bothered trying to take it in a different direction. And that's not always the case, you know? Mm. If you think of um it's a character like Batman, for instance, how many animated iterations of Batman, they don't all yeah. sound like Kevin Conroy. For instance, if you watch the Brave and the Bold stuff, it doesn't sound anything like Kevin Conroy's Batman. It's a completely different direction. It's it's very, very good, but it's a different take, right? Yeah. Because it needs to be lighter and it doesn't have that kind of gravitas. But this isn't that. It's literally it like and, and any time you see these characters, whoever's playing them is always just doing the original. It's like they're just doing yeah. an interpretation it's their version of, of, it, of that. Yeah. And I don't think you can grow them any further and change them any further because they're so ingrained now because those performances are so good, you know? I mean, fuck, mm. throw fracking Welkers in the mix here. Like, yeah. look, look at that career and how that would span out and the iconic voices we'd get from him. And yet you can still go all the way back to this and still find his work being replicated. So yeah. there's a lot of good. It, like, it, it's unquestionably a good show. It just doesn't really work, and maybe it caught on fire at the time because it was the first through the door. I mean, I don't. When did when did the Ghostbusters? It's got to be after this, right? Hannah Barbera's oh, yeah, Ghostbusters yeah. has got to be after this. So this is the first thing through the door, I think. Correct us yeah, if we're wrong, so. listeners. If you know of an earlier spooky mystery show, let us know. But I bet because, in fairness, I don't even think there's been one since properly that that attempts to do what scooby-doo does no really not no. a cartoon no I, I like i can't think of another cartoon that, that kind of pushes those spooky buttons in the same way that no, this tries so. to and fails spectacularly but you know at mm. least it's trying yeah well we, yeah we've had live action stuff we've plenty of live action yeah like you know if you want to compare this to a live action you've got your things like goosebumps and are you afraid of the dark and yeah. all of those shows around the twist yeah. even you know, yeah, all of that's, that kind that's where of I was thing. thinking as well. Yeah, but there's nothing that I, I can't think of a cartoon anyway that tries to to emulate this, and maybe that's through fear because this was so yeah, huge. Maybe. I don't know, but regardless, I I just can't get away from the fact that I don't like it. It just doesn't work for <clears> me, <throat> and I wish it did because. Like I say, I like all the characters. I like all the voice work. I love the style of it. I, I really do. I think the visuals are stunning. Yeah, I love, I love the soundtrack, but it's none. It's just all too much together. It's just, yeah, I think so, and I think yeah, that's that's probably the most disappointing part for me is that it, as I said earlier on, individually elements of it work and work really well, but there's just there, it's it's a bit like no, if you, you know you, you uh, I, I, it's only in my mind. Said if I wasn't training yesterday, if you look at your fire triangle, triangle where you you know you need you've got your three elements and you need them all to to come together have a fire. That's what they've tried to do here. You've got your horror, your mystery, and your, your comedy. But actually, take one of those away, and it would actually work better rather than trying to shove more, rather than trying to fuse everything. And it just doesn't. I don't know. I think they try too hard to lean into the into the ghost aspect of it. But then, because that's actually that, there's nothing supernatural about it. It's the easiest one to drop. But for whatever reason, they, it's they're so intent on hanging on to every aspect of it. They just it ends up clouding the pro, clouding the narrative. And I think that the weakest part of this product is is the the, the weekly narrative. If, you know, whatever whatever they've written, whatever's on on the page and they've they've produced, it just doesn't work. It doesn't, and I, and I think, I, I think part of the issue with it as well is like you, you talk about taking one of those elements away, and we've already mentioned like if you take the the fact that it's not a ghost every week away from it, right? Then then that improves the times that it is a ghost, right? Because it's but the problem yeah. is because it's a children's show, and it is a children's show. They, they, yeah. No two ways about it. This isn't family entertainment in in the in the truest sense of the word, and that everybody can watch it. This mm. is for children. It's okay. a kid show. It's, it's a kid show, and I don't mean that in any derogatory sense. Fuck me, we've watched stuff for preschoolers and loved it. All right, it's a, it's a kid. Well, as we say, aren't we like a hundred and twenty odd episodes in the yeah kids show? It's it's a, it's a kids show, and what that means is if it's not supernatural, then actually it has to be 
criminal and that's yeah. not really acceptable in a kid's show it's it's you can't have a serial if, killer in a kid's show no. or a rapist and if, if you're having a, you know if you're having a crime-based kid show then it needs to be more cops and robbers yes it no it it, it can't be your no it, it can't be a, a a mystery it needs to be the police are out to catch the, you know these people because they're doing this and there are plenty of those around as well there no there are plenty of that type of cartoons popped up in the 80s but yeah, for whatever reason, this just doesn't—it doesn't stick it. And I think that yeah, I'm—I've been very—I've been disappointed with this just because it's not—not because not it's not what I remembered. Because fuck me, as I said, it's—it's it's thirty plus years since I was watching this on the rack. But it just the—the the fact that I expected it to be completely different to what it was, whether no better or worse, wasn't really in question. But I expected it to be so different in terms of what it was actually delivering. And I think you're right. I think that that nostalgia hit where I'm thinking, oh, I remember that. That was this. And it's it exists in popular culture. It is lauded as it's the kid. No, it, it's it's a kids' mystery show. Mm. And actually, it's kind of not. No, it's really not. Do you know what's a kids' mystery show? Blues Clues. That's a kids' mystery show. Dora the Explorer. In some respects, that's a kids' mm. mystery show, right? Scooby Doo isn't because there's never really any fucking mystery, and there's never yeah. There's, that's it. There's never. I, I feel harsh criticizing this and saying there's never any involvement and buy-in from the kids in the way there is with those other shows. But that's because that was a very new format when that came yes. in. Carmen San Diego is another one. Just off the top of my head now, I'm, I'm throwing them out there, yeah. and there are plenty of kids' mystery shows, and they aren't supernatural, right? Yeah. But then that's too much of a, you know, they're not a crime mystery show. Yeah. yeah. So it's too much of a leap. But in terms of a mystery and solving a puzzle and having a team that you work with to do that, those shows do that as well. And they blend yeah. comedy in as well. And yeah. they all work. They were all really good shows because hmm. they don't have the stupid supernatural bullshit that they're not fully committed to. Dog. Or the dog. Yeah. Now, yeah. again, kids' supernatural shows, there aren't, I say, there's none like Scooby Doo that went for it that hard. But, you know, we've got real Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters from Hanna Barbera as well. Hmm. Could argue visionaries, even, I think, to a, to a sense. You yeah. know, that, that's got elements of that to it. So there's. And, uh, and then you want to blend that comedy aspect, and you've got like Ariel Monsters, and you know, you've got stuff like that, which you think, well. Beetlejuice. Yeah, it can be done. Like all, all of these things, like it can be done. But these are all shows that are taking two of those things. Yes. Not all three. Because when you try and take all three, it's too fucking much. Yeah. Simple as that. And yeah. It, I mean, blending mystery and horror anyway, it's very it's, it's, it's very difficult because they, they're both. They're so similar, is the thing. Yeah. They're, they're, they're so similar, but they, they have their specific tropes. And you can't you can't hit every you can't take every box every time. No, they, they, yeah, they're so similar. They have specific strokes, and and actually, they for it to be one or the other, it's going to end at a polar opposite. Is, yeah. is the problem, and and Scooby Doo always ends at the same pole. It's always yes. ah, well, it was a janitor, and he would have got away with it if it wasn't for these pesky yeah. kids. Yeah, it was the dude who ran the water slide. Yeah, exactly. So it's a shame that it doesn't work. I wish it did, because yeah. even though I don't like it, even like I I just didn't like it. As a kid and I didn't fucking care. I didn't care that I didn't yeah. like it. But now, as an adult with with baggage and knowing what I like and knowing what's up my street, like yeah. this should be. This one hundred percent should tick all of my boxes. And I really, really want to like it more than I do. I genuinely do. And it bothers me that I can't. It really does. And maybe maybe I should watch some of the newer stuff and see if that's because at least the laughter yeah. track is going to be gone. I'm assuming. Yeah, I was I was going to say. I mean, I as I'm I'm still holding out a lot of hope that not my experience of Scooby Doo as a kid was was this, but there were the other versions as well. And Scrappy Doo aside, um, and I got into trouble in my life. I, I changed jobs um, a couple of weeks ago. And I got into trouble just before I left the last one because I'd been referring to um, one of my colleagues at home as Scrappy Doo because he's about five foot five and he wants to fight the fucking world. Um, and I accidentally made the same reference when he was in the office. Um, so that went down like a fart in a lift. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've always, I've always had sort of the, sort of the, the broader baggage of Scooby Doo, whereby you know, it's not just one iteration. There are so many versions of it, but the core, you know, the core concept is always the same. It's always, it's always Mystery Inc. solving them. Solving not real ghost stories because no, there's no such thing as ghosts. It's always a dude in a mask. It's always the janitor. It's always whoever. Um, but you no, know, taking that that mystery aspect on, and because so because of that, and because of the fact it was never actually supernatural, I never really took that. You know, where people say, "Oh, it's 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 a, it's a horror show." It's not a horror show. It's, no, it's 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 dudes in suits, people people dressing up. They might as well be fucking battle every week. Yeah, you know, it's 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 that type of thing. 
Um, but I mean, I, I've personally have taken a lot from that in terms of the work I've done since. Well, they've done, certainly they've done the, the last couple of novels I've written. Um, there's very much an aspect of that um, of that mystery genre, and that a lot of that is owed to the fact that I grew up with these characters, and not necessarily the, not always this iteration of the show, but with the other iterations as well, and Scooby Doo as a whole. Mm. And I think that as much as I've been disappointed with this, I don't think I don't think I'd necessarily want to change it because again, that's led into the future iterations, which have been better, if you like. Yeah. So I think I, I think it's, it's one of those that I'm not I'm still not ready to completely bail on it yet. I don't think I'll ever bother watching it again, but it'll certainly cross my path. Like, you can't avoid it. Scooby-Doo is everywhere. And like I say, maybe hmm. maybe I will watch some of the new ones. I'm certainly going to watch Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed ready for next week. Yeah. Um, and it'd be interesting, because I remember that film being fucking garbage. So it'd be interesting to see what that turns yeah, no, out like me, as well. Me and Helen were talking about this last week. I've only seen it once, um, which I saw it in the cinema, and remember thinking it was fairly poor. Yeah. Um, and I've, it's been on, it, like, it's always on ITV too. It's on, but when there's not, when they're not showing, they can carry on Star of quality Wars for you right there. Listen. A, <laughs> but the fact it's it's fucking always on. The fact they keep on repeating it every couple of months. Um, no, people must be watching it. Yeah. Um, so I've seen snippets here and there. And is this the one with Isla Fisher in, or was that the first one? That's I can't the first remember. one. Oh, okay, so yeah, I can't remember fuck all about this one though. Um, but yeah, I saw it. I've, I saw it once in the cinema, and that's it. As I thought, I might have seen snippets of it um, uh, more recently, but I can't remember anything about it. So it's going to be interesting to go back to that and, and pick it up this week. Yeah, and just see where it sits in terms of you know this show and 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 what it was based on. I'd, I'd maybe be interested to watch a couple of Scooby and Scrappies as well because I certainly mm. saw more of that as a kid. And yeah, yeah as much as we all hate Scrappy, I mean that was now, late eighties, early nineties. It was as much as we hate Scrappy Doo now. I think well, I know as a kid, I definitely preferred that show because of the inclusion of Scrappy. Um, so that would be interesting. Um, I, I mean, I never found Scrappy as annoying as Godzuki is the thing. So you know, who mm. who knows? But yeah, but sure. maybe maybe I'll look at some of that as well. But yeah, it's just it's a no from me. This show, it's it's always been a no. Um, and it, yeah, it's normally the case with a show like this that, that it's one that I've really loved, and I'm trying to convince myself that actually it is good, and I'm heartbroken because it's not as good as I remember. And with this, it was a case of I don't remember it being very good, but I really, really want it to be, and I'm just as heartbroken mm. about that because I really do wish I liked it, but I don't because it's not very good. Sorry, it, it it's just less than the sum of its parts. That's the problem. Everything yeah. here works, just doesn't work together. Yeah, I, I think the, the the biggest um win for it and the biggest testimony for for it as a pro as a product is that. It has endured for almost 60 years and it has spawned so many iterations and people have kept the characters alive. And not just they've kept the character of Scooby-Doo alive, they've, they've maintained other characters as well. And there's, no, there's, a lot of, no, there's a lot of water under that bridge in the last 60 years. And I think that no, that's a testimony to the fact that there's something about it that, for whatever reason, captured the imagination. Um, and yeah, like for me, it was something that I know I watched some of these as a kid. I know I watched other versions and I know I've sort of kept on watching versions over the years as well. And I've no, it's it's an amalgam of all those things that have kept me coming back to it. Um, yes, this was disappointing. I think the fact that I did go out and buy an entire season because it was like you know, five quid for the season or one forty nine an episode. I know the kids will watch it, it right? Right, exactly. You know, well, at least I'll, one I'll of them will. It on and, yeah, and I'll um, it, you know then it, there'll be a point where I'll go. You know, I've got twenty minutes to kill. I don't want to think about anything. I want chuck. I want chuck them out. Yeah, it's not. It's not not worth a fiver, is it? Like it's, no, exactly. You know, like I said, none I, mean, of I was, it's I was bad. more pissed off when I was when I was flicking through because I, I, I went through various options because. I so I looked on um looked on Amazon and it was I want to say they were charging like one fifty an episode or something like that. Um, iTunes had this had each season for five quid a season and then on YouTube you could pay per episode as well. That's so what I, I did. Buy the season. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, if I, if I watch the whole season, I watch the whole season. If I don't, then if I watch more than three episodes, I've got my money back. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I did that and I don't begrudge that, but at the same time, I'm not going to be rushing out to buy seasons two and three. No, I mean, there's no. <laughs> There's just no continual narrative either, is there? And it's not enough. No, that's it. You've seen, you've seen one, you've seen them all. Yeah, and it's not enough fun to go back to that world if there's no... Because, again, it's got that element of, of it, it desperately wants to be an animated sitcom, which, again, wouldn't necessarily yeah. have a continual narrative. It would be 
different situation every week but you'd be more inclined to say go back and watch more simpsons or flintstones or jetsons or any yeah. of those other animated sitcoms because you like those characters but you can't really like these characters because you never really get to know these characters because no. it's all about scooby and shaggy and their fuckery so yeah. and it's only when you get into later iterations you get any sort of character out of any of them yes exactly um and and that I think that's just recognition from different teams who've who've had space to look at this and and hmm. sit with it and actually see these faults and try to fix them. You know, I think I think that's what it is. I think a new creative comes in and you're not going to try and reinvent the wheel because obviously what's there works, but you can hmm. certainly improve on it. Yeah. You know. Um. And 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 that's that's kind of it, isn't it? It it, it feels it feels like it's not in its final form. This show. Yeah. And maybe it is now. I don't know. Um, maybe I do need to watch some more modern ones. But it feels like everything is there and it's just not blending together and it hasn't reached its final form yet. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, let's say as as generations have gone, it, it, no, it does seem to it does seem to be more to it. So yeah, maybe that is it. Maybe the fact that this was a this feels a bit more like a draft. Mm, yeah, maybe I will yeah. look at some modern Scooby Doo and I'll. Um, don't know when because life's busy but if i do i'll be sure to feedback listeners i'll um I, I'll, maybe we'll revisit scooby-doo in the future we won't do an episode but i'll, I'll definitely give you an update um after mm, i've watched yeah. some more modern just stuff just a bonus episode anyway, i could i could, like I could a, maybe just a bonus snippet yeah i can maybe squeeze a, a little bonus episode in somewhere like you know in between the two hours a night i get to sleep at the moment and and eat and two hours that. fucking hell if i'm lucky yeah um <laughs> i was gonna say you got you have a small child how do you sleep two hours yeah this, this is the problem with squeezing the bonus episode in. but maybe yeah like maybe if if listeners can put up with a screaming kid in the background maybe i can squeeze one in some way but we digress i will <laughs> i will try and look at some and i'll i'll feedback um yeah it'll be interesting to to, to see how that uh how that comes off i mean I, i'll again i'll as stuff is on i'll pick it up anyway so i mean i'll i'll, I'll may join you on that one mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the the biggest thing for me is knowing what other people, uh, what other people's I recollections always, yeah. are, what other people's thoughts are now. I mean, I, I've I came into it with a not an expectation, but a hope, mm. and I have not really got what I wanted out of it. But I mean, yeah, I know there are people who absolutely adore this um, and, and always have done, and I know there are people who absolutely detest it and always have done, and people kind of sit you know, somewhere between those two camps. And I'd, you know, I'd love to know from uh, from listeners what their, what their thoughts are, what their memories are. Um, so yeah, I mean, as as always, um, on Twitter, it's not fucking X, it's Twitter. Whoever keeps calling it X, oh, is don't stupid. even fucking. We're wrapping up. Yeah. Don't get me started on X now. We'll be here till fucking next Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, but um, yeah, just uh, on Twitter, uh, give us a shout out, a shout out, SMPD Pod. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net where you can get our previous episodes and other shows as well. And wherever you get your podcasts from, subscribe, do message, big batches, but we can. But until next time, see you later. Scooby-Doo.